Welcome to the Num One Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the timeless journey from no one to number one. I'm your host, Jake Shannon. Thank you for tuning in, Number One Podcast. I am your host, Jake Shannon. So uh, here we are again, my friends. Get this camera angle a little better. There we go. So I hope you guys are doing good. Um, already got compliments uh, from the Instagram live stream on my new Billy Robinson shirt put out. Uh, exclusively available at scientificwrestling.com. Made by artist extraordinaire. In fact, the world's deadliest artist, Sam Cresson. Uh, also scientific wrestling coach. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you guys can check that out. I don't know if I'm going to wear this hat. Maybe I'll wear this hat. I don't know. Yeah, this red bill, man. is like, I don't know about that. Anyway, hope you guys are doing good today. Welcome to the show. Here we are again. Uh, so I've been talking the last couple days on just a general framework, just philosophical, like in my own experience, what I think are the uh, recipes for success. Uh, you know, what are the pillars of greatness? Let's play with the lighting here. Let's see how Oh, that's no good. That's too much. I like that. Oh, yeah. Get a lot of contrast. Um, so, um, yeah, you know, we were talking the last three episodes prior. By the way, you can go to anchor.fm slash N-O dash podcast. And um, uh, that will that will make it happen for you. So um, you can listen to the old podcasts there. Um, as I tell everybody, I cannot take callers like I used to with my old radio show. I would love to. I can't figure that quite out yet, how to do that. But you guys, if you comment, I will share what you say. Some of the people could see it because I'm on different platforms. Instagram people, you're not going to be able to be seen by the Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn people, uh, clearly people on the podcast where there's no visual. <laughs> I'm going to have to read it anyway. So um, I'd love to hear from you, hear, hear your um perspectives, but I'm writing, I'm, I'm trying to bang out this signature talk, right? Like, um, you know, like a Ted talk type of deal, like, cause I do public speaking. And so, uh, I have this one called wrestling with greatness and it's basically me extrapolating some basic principles that I believe are like pillars for greatness and how I've, uh, you know, struggled to figure them out myself. First one um, I mean, again, I don't want to beat a dead horse. You guys can go listen to the old shows if you want to hear them. Um, but one of the things that keeps coming up that's not actually in the pillars um, that I keep talking about is the importance of people in your success. Okay. Um, a lot of people who try to undertake a huge endeavor, I'm skewed towards business because that's what I do. You know, I, I'm very involved in business development. So that is going to be what I'm talking about. But I think this applies to becoming a great actor, to becoming a fantastic athlete, to um, almost anything, becoming a great engineer, anything of that nature, it's going to require other people. Now, <clears throat> This is a difficult thing, especially in entrepreneurship. A lot of uh, the majority of small businesses, which are, they're not just the backbone of the economy. Small business is the economy. I, I probably should look up some of those stats, 
but you can look them up for yourself. They, it, it, small business is the economy. Okay. Sure. There's these mega corps and whatnot, but, uh, still, despite that it's people trying to make a living for themselves. I'm talking about people that don't have jobs. Um, I mean, meaning like hired by somebody else, a boss other than themselves. Now, a vast majority of these people uh, that are small business owners are what I call solo entrepreneurs, okay, or solopreneurs. Um, these are people that it's it's a super small business. It's the smallest business you can have. It is one person. And um, you could do amazing things, especially in today's age of incredible automation, you know, and, and CRMs and... Um, uh, digital marketing and all this kind of stuff. There's, there's tremendous things that you can do single-handedly that, that, um, are basically done by robots, you know, or software and, and whatnot. It hasn't always been that way, but despite that, you still are going to need people. Okay. And this is something that I keep bumping up against with a lot of my clients. You know, I, I um, I have a, uh, business development um, agency known as Thales Coaching um, and uh, Thales Coaching, T-H-A-L-E-S Coaching.com. Check it out. Um, and, you know, these clients, they bump up against the ceiling. Now, this is also something that's happened to me many, 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 many times until I figured it out. And it fits in with the pillars because sometimes it is ta- it's considered, I think, by solopreneurs taking a, a huge risk, but you need people. Okay, this is something that I think if people who are well-intentioned but fall into the propaganda of the communists and Marxists, and I'm not being political here, I'm not, honestly, like, I really don't give two shits, but I'm talking about the people who vilify business, sure, vilify megacorps, if they're unethical, I have no problem with that. The Pfizer's, uh, the bears, you know, these companies that have been busted doing, uh, Enron's, these companies that have been busted doing awful things. No problem. Same with big government. I think there's something that happens as well with, uh, scale, right? The bigger something becomes, uh, the, um, the more likely there is going to be corruption and abuse of power. This is why I tend to prefer small business. I tend to prefer prefer local small government because it's more immediate. It's less likely that these people are going to be scumbags. And if they are, there's immediate retribution, right? Like, uh, speaking of immediate retribution, we got to just get, get this out of the way and we'll get back to the importance of people. And I think this actually fits in nicely, but, um, okay. Look at what is going on in our culture and how, how easily people, people don't have, are not principled, I don't think anymore in, in the old school way, like having general principles that guide their life. Uh, it's, it, there are some, but it's not as, well, maybe it's never been a thing. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm romanticizing the past. I consider myself a principled person. And so, you know, I can look at Mike Tyson. For those of you that don't know, Mike Tyson was sitting on an airplane in coach and was being harassed by some numbskull, you know, some kid and went on and on and on for too long. And Tyson, and he was right behind him, this kid, and Tyson sat up and just pummeled the shit out of him. Okay. 
Um, we just saw this a similar thing happen. Now, not to the same extent of harassment, but nonetheless, uh, Chris Rock harassing Will Smith, and then Will Smith acting like a tough guy slaps him or whatever. I think there's a couple uh, dimensions here. Listen, I come from uh, a perspective, not only in business, but also the wrestling business. And um, so uh, my my immediate thing is, is like, wow, look at the attention. Look at all the free publicity that both of these acts have generated. And, um, you know, like there have been entire business models, like the $8 billion WWE that was built upon uh, staging fake fights before they revealed uh, that they were fake, you know, in the 80s. Uh, for, for a long time, that entire industry was built upon, uh, fake fights and the attention and publicity that they could create and the money that they could create. So there's, there is that level where, um, I think a lot of people are already skeptical of the Chris Rock, um, Will Smith thing, especially, you know, no, nobody really knows for sure. Right. Except Chris Rock and Will Smith, a hundred percent, maybe a handful of people other than that, if it was real or not. Um, or pre-planned. I mean, certainly slapped him. Um, but, you know, there are some interesting factors at play here, right? Uh, oh, what's up, Fred? Good to see you, brother. Um, so there's a couple of factors here. One, uh, you know, Will Smith's brand has been incredibly emasculated due to the very public... Uh, airing of the dirty laundry with him and Jada Pinkett uh, Smith, his wife, right? And so, you know, him being like a cuckold or what, you know, whatever, uh, however people dog him right now, right? But his his brand has been emasculated. There's just no getting around that. Now, this is a guy who has been relied on by a lot of big money guys uh, producing films as a masculine guy. And that puts at risk that particular brand, all that old footage, all that old, the old movies and stuff and the intellectual property rights and whatnot. Uh, and so, you know, there was some incentive for Will Smith to either do this pre-planned with Chris Rock or not, but to do it nonetheless, right? Um, you know, we don't know the details of what's going on with Mike Tyson. I mean, we don't know if, if he paid these knuckleheads to do that and film it or um, if it was real, we, it, nobody really knows, but it is a scenario that I think we should consider. Um, but there's an interesting quote, right? By, uh, Friedrich Nietzsche. And it, it goes something like that. Those who cannot control themselves will be controlled by others. Right? So in this case, the knucklehead on the airplane couldn't control his mouth. And so Mike Tyson treated him like a punching bag and, and controlled him. He was quiet after that. But Tyson couldn't control himself, assuming it's real and it's not pre-staged for publicity. Um, Tyson couldn't control himself. And now he's going to be controlled too, sadly, by the courts. So, you know, it's very interesting. You know, from a principled standpoint... You know, both Will Smith, if assume, okay, if they faked it, um, from a principle principle standpoint, uh, they are perpetrating a fraud. They're trying to present something that is real that is not real. 
I find that ethically uh, fishy. Um, and also from a principled standpoint, if it is real and Will Smith actually slapped Chris Rock or Mike Tyson beat the shit out of this kid um, for being annoying, while understandable, you know, I've been annoyed. My kids will annoy me, but I don't beat the shit out of them. Okay. And they could be really annoying. Um, and I don't beat the shit out of them. Okay. Somebody could talk shit about my wife and, you know, I might get emotional and I understand that and I might punch somebody, but that's on me. That's my lack of control. That's allowing somebody else to control me is how I look at it. If you're that easily manipulated by somebody else, you got deep problems and you're not going to be successful. Okay. That's just my perspective. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I tend to be, um, a libertarian and a lot of libertarianism, uh, functions off this, this idea of a non-aggression principle. Now there are problems with it. I don't want to go into the deep philosophy and the issues with the non-aggression principle. I mean, I do believe that violence is the ultimate, um, uh, it's kind of the golden rule. It, it sets the tone, <laughs> but it's like, when do you apply that violence? And that's where I think being principled is, is important. And I do believe that, you know, if you want to live in a safe, productive society, you have to have freedom of speech, meaning you can say whatever you like, no matter how distasteful as it is, because freedom of speech and freedom of thought are inextricably connected. If you start restricting speech, you restrict thought. Okay. And thought does lead to action. Okay. Eventually, or it can be. So I would prefer freedom of speech, which freedom, you know, it gets all so politicized, but I like to bring it back to actual practical application and that, you know, all freedom really means is optionality, having more options available to you, more choices. And I think the big restrictor should be violence, right? So if we should be free to do anything we we choose, including speaking, as long as it's not a it doesn't um, it, as long as it's not violent. We should be free to do that, and as long as it's not fraudulent and trying to defraud people or uh, you know trick people into giving away their stuff, uh, you know, under false pretenses, under a lie. I think it's a really simple principle. I think it it it, it makes life a lot easier when you look through that lens. Um, it's basically the idea behind libertarianism or what is known as classical liberta liberalism, not modern liberalism. Modern liberalism says you should be free from like responsibility. I mean, really like that the government should take care of you, that people owe you things. Like, I don't believe that's true. I believe that that shift and that uh, manipulation of the language or perversion of the idea of liberalism um, into socialism and communism. I don't think that's uh, principled. I think it ends up becoming theft. You can look at the income tax. Uh, we just had uh, tax day a little bit ago. Um, I don't think that it's ethical. I think that it's, it's you know, even with these unethical companies, um, you know, I'm thinking of like Pfizer, who lost the largest class action lawsuit in, in history. I think it was a class action. And it, it was a criminal lawsuit. And they lost it. They're still around, right? Um, but even them, they did that through deception and lying and manipulation. And that's bad. Uh, but the, the government does all those things and also forces you to pay for their services uh, at the threat of jail. You know, so these are these are um, thorny issues. And, and I don't like 
you know, even though they skirt the realm of politics, I don't th think the solution is political. Um, and someday I will do a talk on how you can solve all the world's problems by getting rid of uh, democracy. <laughs> How's that for a hook? Uh, yeah, uh, voting is stupid, okay? Uh, maybe that's what I'll title it. Maybe I'll talk about it tomorrow. I don't know. If you're interested in hearing why voting is absolutely stupid, it should be abolished and done away with, or like the majority of, say, in America, just not do it. The majority of America, if it was real democracy, majority would win, and majority are non-voters, okay? Because it's stupid. Hate to break this to you. Don't get caught up in all the bullshit, man. Voting is like betting on pro wrestling, okay? I mean, think about it, for real. And and not only that, I won't get into it, but bottom line, it's deciding very important leadership and issues through popularity contest. That is not the way to determine, make a good decision. Popularity contests are stupid, okay? They're dumb. They don't tell you how smart somebody is, how what their track record is. It's not a good way of judging things. Anyway, I'm getting off task a little bit, but it is relevant because people are going to be crucial to your success. This is one of the things that I find that I bump up against with people that are bumping up against success. There's many things that I stumble on, okay? But one of them is this inability to allow other people. So, you know, um, let's say you run a business, okay? And you can only get so big. Maybe let's say let's say you had, uh, you know, I have a client to me. Their name will uh, be stricken from the record, but I'll just use some. Let's say that you have a client, and they're making uh, for the first time in their life, they make five hundred thousand dollars in a year revenue, not profit, but revenue, which is impressive. That's awesome. Good fucking job. You're figuring it out now. Okay, you're starting to get where you need to be. But they can't go any higher. Maybe they've done that for two or three years. Okay? People are going to be your ultimate solution here. On two sides. On, on the buy side, on the buying side, yeah, you need more people buying your stuff. That's that's number one. Sales. Okay. This is the thing that um, you know, I've tried to start when I get into something. Going back to the conversation and, and uh, some of the stuff like Grant Cardone talks about where I find a lot of uh, kinship with him is on this idea of obsession, right? And so, um, you know, I, I'm very obsessed. This was one of the pillars of greatness that I was speaking of uh, in the last three days is is allowing yourself a health, healthy obsession. Wrestling is one of mine, um, but as well is uh, business, right? And I've tried to study it from every possible angle. Okay. I have a master's degree in financial mathematics. I've worked in investment banking, mortgage banking, uh, insurance, software. Um, I've worked as a statistician, as a quant, as a salesperson. Um, I've worked in retail. Um, I've worked for um, a public school system. I have um, been an entrepreneur I've had multiple failures and multiple successes. Um, what's up, Adam? Good to see you, brother. Um, I, I've tried to study. I have my master's in financial mathematics. Like all this, I've tried to study from all these possible different angles to get a great perspective on it. Okay, 
And business is people. <laughs> okay, like, like Soylent Green. It's people. Okay, money is people, right? So not Soylent Green, but like green that you could spend is people. Get that through your head, man. That is super, super duper critical. Okay, so if you want to make more money, if you want more income, you need more people buying your stuff. Or if you work for somebody else, you need to become more valuable, if not invaluable. Okay, so that doesn't mean um, like um, being invaluable, by the way, is not being one of these douchebags that... um, that that is afraid that somebody's going to take their job so they they hide all the their stuff and they you know they don't share you know the the SOPs the standard operating procedures of what they're doing because you know it's job security or any anything like that uh that's not what I'm talking about becoming invaluable I'm not talking about the guy who goes out owns a a, a a glass company and goes out and breaks windows to create demand. I'm not talking about that. Okay. That's stupid. What I'm talking is you have to become invaluable. You have to constantly be working hard, being creative, figuring out new ways to create value, to create what I talked about yesterday in mathematical game theory is known as a win-win uh, situation. Grant Cardone calls it the winner's exchange. This is the fundamental basis of the ethical system of business that I subscribe to and that is, hey man, you like my shirt? Uh, you, you you come up to me like, dude, I love that shirt. I'll give you fifty bucks for it. If I like your fifty bucks more than I like my shirt, and you like my shirt more than you like your fifty bucks, and we trade, I'm happy. You're happy. Win win, winners exchange, positive sum. That is business in my mind. Okay, what's up, Adam? Hello, coach. Uh, you're in BJJ class, so you'll have to watch later. Okay, yeah. Thanks, bro. Yeah, watch later. You'll see me uh, shouting you out. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, you need more people selling your 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 company and, and helping you sell and helping you produce and making sure you can grow. So it's not just more clients. Of course, no brainer. To get more income, you need more clients. But at a certain point, you're going to hit a bandwidth issue. Does that make sense? You're going to hit a bandwidth issue. What's up, John? Good to see you, brother. Um, at a certain point, you're going to sell so much stuff that you can't you can't service it and deliver it by yourself. You're going to need more people. And let's say I spend all day doing everything I can, and I'm that guy that made $500,000 for my first time, and I'm stoked, but I can't break through that. That's because I need a second person that can sell like me and I double that, right? X, X means multiply, not add, multiply. Now I just doubled. If I could find a sales guy who could sell like me, now I doubled and now I'm mil- I made a million dollars in revenue. Guess what? If I find three, if I find 10, now I got $5 million. Do you understand? So People are absolutely crucial to what you're going to be doing. And this is the problem. I think, um, you know, like business, some, I don't know what happened. Like it's some sort of PR shit and probably government propaganda at some level, but like, um, 
you know, businesses give people jobs. They create incredible things like your cell phone that you're watching me on or however you're watching me. Um, the, have you ever watched a fucking movie and sat through the guy, go to a Marvel movie and you sit through all the fucking credits for like an hour to see the next two seconds of whatever they're going to do in the future, right? Well, think about it. That two hour movie that you sat through, do this sometimes. I fucking dare you sit through a fucking movie at the end and count every fucking person that contributed to that movie. You never think about that. Okay. Think about the number of fucking people involved in making this stupid fucking pen. It's important. I write checks. I can get a prescription. I can do the amazing things with this fucking pen. This pen probably was thousands and thousands of people involved. From the people making the plastic, to the people manufacturing, to the person that designed it, to the people fucking getting the ink, to the people putting the ink in the fucking case. I mean, but your business is people. All the shit that the fucking communists and socialists say is actually what, like, they say it's going to be one thing, and then all you get is fucking bread lines and, and tyranny and murder, okay? Business delivers on all the promises that these fucking socialists and communists say. So again, I don't mean to be political, but what I'm saying is I'm trying to get you guys clued into what the hell is actually going on. And if you want to be in, in business and you want to be successful, you need people. And you can't, it's not like um, the government, man. The government needs people. It does a draft. And if you avoid the draft, you go to prison. And if you fight going to prison, they kill you. Okay, non-consensual, man, get it. Business is consensual. You want to buy some booze? Buy some fucking booze. As long as, you know, you're responsible and you're of age and all that kind of stuff, right? These are the things that we have to really understand. What's up, Chris? Good to see you, brother. Yep, people in hands, man. So it is It is crucial, okay? So on, on one side, in terms of just making revenue, this is why I teach sales and marketing. And it's the most important thing you can do. I think what most entrepreneurs do, most entrepreneurs, most people that want to be their own boss, they do have that individualistic spirit. They hate being told what to do and they don't like kiss and ass. Okay. I don't think many people do. Some people are into it. I mean, there's whole like fucking whatever kinks and shit where people act like an idiot like that. Um, but most people don't. Okay. And so they go into entrepreneurship with this idea of like, oh, I'll be my own boss and I'll be free and all this. Okay, listen, when you quit your day job and you have some douchebag boss, okay, when you quit, you're going to be your own boss. It doesn't say no boss. It says your own boss. You've got to be that dickhead. Does that make sense? You've got to drive. You've got to push. You've got to ask the person to stay late, to help out. To make it work. These are all the, the uh, important, important things. Bear with me. I've got to tweak some things here because my Instagram live is about to shut down due to the low battery. Um, okay. Anyway, here we go. So um, you've got to push, man. That's just, nobody's going to do it for you. Let's see if I can get these guys so they can see. Appreciate your patience. Um, it takes people. It takes people. Now, that's on the buy side, right? Like that's why you sell. That's why you do marketing because people have your money. 
Everything you have right now, you bought with other people's money. And everything other people have, they bought with other people's money. OPM, other people's money. You ever heard that? So like this hat, that flag, that funded Grant Cardone to buy a plane in a very small or maybe as few or I mean, whatever. Okay. Buying this shirt helps me, right? Like it takes people. Everything is other people's money. That's what money really is, is a medium of exchange, a value. And value is subjective. There's no such thing as objective value. There's not. Okay. There's subject. Every person has different ideas as to what's valuable and money allows us just this abstract symbol by which we can express that and measure it. It makes things easier for people. Does that make sense? So you need people buying your product and to have people buy your product, they first need to know you exist. If they don't know you exist, they can't give you any money. They can't buy your stuff. Okay. That's why salespeople have a rep for being pushy. Because people have to know and you have to raise your voice and raise your hand. And a lot of entrepreneurs, they, they don't understand. They're very naive. They just think, okay, I'm just going to, I'm an expert craftsman at making watches or at uh, making some fucking thing. And maybe you are, maybe you won fucking awards for it. Awesome. You know what? Uh, my coach's coach in wrestling said, Billy Robinson is, is was my coach. Seven years, fantastic, a genius, like Rain Man level uh, uh, coach on grappling. And uh, he was winning all of these medals, like just killing it when he was a young man. And his coach, Billy Riley said, you know, he came to show off his, Billy Robinson came to show off his medals, all his winnings, these, these trophies and stuff to, um, to Billy Riley, his coach. And he's, and, and he's all happy about himself. And then his Billy Riley said to him, Hey, that's all great. Now, you, you know, I helped you do all that. Buy me a steak dinner. And Billy just was like, uh, I don't have any money. I can't. And that was the lesson. He said, all those uh, awards are great, but you can't buy yourself a steak dinner and you can't buy me one. Now it's time to go pro and learn how to make money with this. Okay. That is important. You need to learn how to sell, how to promote, how to uh, create a brand. These are crucial. This is even important for you if you don't have your own business or you're not in sales. You're in sales no matter what. Guess what? I have one of the most beautiful, fantastic human beings for a wife. This, and I mean, objectively speaking, I know there's objective is, is uh, uh, values subjective, but I'm going to say by most beauty standards, this is a gorgeous woman, gorgeous and so kind and so smart and just a good person. Okay. I scored. Everybody, they look at me and then they look at her and they're like, dude, you traded up. And that's hundred percent true. Okay. Why? Why? Because I spoke up. I actually approached her. I, I mean, I don't mean to sound crass, but sales, it was the, it was the best sell sale of my life. Closing that deal. I got the best partner I could ever have. Best mother for my kids. Okay. And it was 
I could use the metaphors of sales to explain exactly what happened. Okay. So, I mean, you can look at dating. You're going to be selling no matter what you do. So the, you got to figure out how to negotiate. You have to figure out how to handle objections. You've got to figure out how to uh, find qualified people. Like this is no matter what, look, if you're trying to hire people. Okay. So let's go off of sales and think of this in a broader context in people, you've got to figure out leadership. Okay. I guess this is leadership might be a better, broader way of discussing this. You've got to figure out how to have people align themselves with what your vision and your mission is. Fair? How do you do that? Well, first they need to know. So you've got to make some sort of noise about what you're doing and you've got to have precision. You got to be very clear on what your vision is and how you're going to execute it and the strategy and the benefits and the upsides to that. It's all the same thing with a sale. You buy a car because, oh, it, it, it connects to my Alexa or it's uh, got some fancy GPS or it can park itself or it's electric or you're buying it because it solves a problem or, or and it has benefits. Okay. That's why you buy anything. And it, it, it goes beyond that. Let's say you're an entrepreneur and now let's switch from the sales side where you need people for revenue. By the way, everybody knows the basic profit equation. Revenue minus expenses equals profit. Yeah, simple. When I ask people, what is the most important term in that, that simple mathematical expression? They're like, oh, profit, profit, profit. Like, oh, really? So if my expenses are $100 and my revenue is $120, my profit's 20 so I should be focusing on the 20 or if my expenses are a hundred dollars and my revenues are 10,000, my profit is 9,900. Which of those numbers is the most important one that I should revenue. Okay. Revenue income sells new product income statement. You know what an income statement is? Shit. Dude, figure out what an income statement. Okay, income statement, balance sheet, cash flow statement. These are basic. Figure it out. They're not complicated. Income statement tells you the income, not what you own, the cash coming in and going out. Okay, that's a profit and loss statement. Income, top of line, you know, you say stone cold so so, and that's the bottom line or whatever. Okay, bottom line is profit. Okay, top of line, that's sales, that's revenue. All. That's just a little bitty, t- little tiny part at the top, like the 80 20 rule. 20% of that little mother of that income statement is just the revenue. The rest, all these little piddly fucking expenses. You can only shrink that so much and maintain production, but you can blow up the revenue. There's no ceiling on that. I mean, theoretically, I mean, there's only certain, there's 8 billion people or whatever, but you get my point. The most important part of that is the revenue and the, you get revenue through sales and marketing. Okay. Yeah. RevGen. Thank you, Tone. Uh, in fact, check out 10X RevGen, 10X RevGen, R-E-V-G-E-N. Uh, that is actually my sales and marketing training. And it's this, it's this. I, every Monday we're going to do, um, a, uh, uh, it's an hour long coaching call like this, where we talk about these, but specifically towards your business, not just me pontificating. 
Um, and in addition, you also get complete access to uh, Cardone U uh, for daily uh, sales training with Grant on a, as your virtual trainer. So it's a pretty insane deal. Um, I have a, um, uh, I have a, uh, a customer right now and just like in a couple months through this very process and, and running a sales meeting, basically, um, 400% increase in revenues in a couple months. Okay. You just don't know how to do it. I didn't know how to do it. Cardone didn't know how to do it at some point. And then at some point they fucking figured out, oh, this shit's important. I figured out I need to figure this out in my millions and millions of hours of fucking research on business and what works because I believe in it as an ethical system. I finally figured out the most important part is actually sales and marketing. Okay. And let's, let's talk about this. What's the difference between sales and marketing? Okay. Now, by the way, for those of you guys, uh, who are interested, I'm running uh, a 10X business bootcamp here in Denver uh, end of June, I think June 24th through 26th, you can go to 10xdenver.co, like Denver, Colorado, 10xdenver.co, uh, register. It's a three-day camp, sales, marketing, and scaling. And that's kind of actually what I'm talking about here is people, right? So marketing is everything that leads up to getting a sale. So that's lead generation, Okay. That's getting the people to know who you are. Marketing. That's what I'm doing right now. There's going to be people who pop on this fucking stream. Never heard of me. They somehow randomly, whatever the fucking algorithm makes me pop up. I don't know. This is actually marketing. Okay. This is making people aware of what I do. Okay. This is every time you post, every time you do something, anytime you see a commercial, anytime you see a billboard, anytime you hear somebody talking about Will Smith or Mike Tyson, it's marketing. If they if they're smart and they figure out how to monetize that publicity. Okay. So advertising, publicity, all that, that's part of marketing. Marketing is everything that gets the, the lead to the salesperson. Sales is the is the study and science and process of converting a lead into money. Okay. Into a customer, into value. Marketing is everything up, up to, you know, is everything to generate the lead. Sales is everything to close the lead. Okay. Simple, right? Okay. Now to do that, you can't do that as a solo entrepreneur and still deliver the good, make the good, deliver the service, write the mark. You can't do everything, man. Okay. So you're going to need salespeople. You're going to need higher marketing people. You're going to need to hire people like me to teach you so you don't get fleeced by these people. Because there's a lot of, there are good people and bad people in every group of people. There are good gay people and bad gay people. There are good white people and bad white people. There are good businessmen and bad. There are good politicians and bad. There are good kids and bad. Like, dude, it's just the reality. You can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. But because of that, you know, one of the, I I had a radio show, I called it mental self-defense. Okay. And one of the things, uh, principles of mental self-defense, I ran it for three years, super great show, loved it. But one of the things it's knowledge, you know, we live in the information age. Okay. 
The only sin in the information age is not learning from your failures. Let me repeat that. The only sin in the information age is not learning from your failures. So let's look at Mike Tyson. Was that a failure? I think so, man. This is a grown-ass man. I love Mike Tyson. Love him. Think he's a great dude. Fantastic fighter. I'm a martial arts. I, I could appreciate all that. He let somebody else stimulate that. Unless it was fake to create publicity. It was, if it was fake to create publicity and he can monetize it, then it was smart. <laughs> and we're the, But it's still unethical because he's creating a, a lie. Uh, a falsity, right? Um, a fake narrative in, in the modern parlance. So um, anyway, it takes people, no matter what. It takes people to pay you and make you money and it's going to take you paying people to help you take that money in, right? And so what you're doing the whole time is something called arbitrage. Arbitrage, okay? So when I buy low and sell high, we've all heard that fucking phrase. I mean, if you ever heard that, dude, like these are basic, basic things. Buy low, sell high, right? Simple. Oh, okay, that's arbitrage. That's what that means. Arbitrage is the idea of, you know, um, I'll give you an example. All you Amazon drop shippers here, I'll make you some money. Um, I have this Norelco beard trimmer thing that I've had for five years. Best thing I've ever had. Cause you know, I shave my head all the time and whatever. I've shaved my head since 2000. I, I pre, I knew I was going bald. So I preemptively shaved it before I was bald. So I've been shaving since 2004. Okay. Almost 20 years, 18 years. My, my bald head can vote, can go to war, can smoke cigarettes legally. Um, but this Norelco shaver I got is the best one. It's amazing. It's like got multiple settings. It's all in one thing. So I don't have all these clip, clipper things that have to come on and off. Um, and it's, um, it's effectively, I think it costs 60 bucks. Okay. Well on Amazon, it's like $170. Okay. So if I went and went, to, I'll tell you right now, you go to the Norelco site. First of all, don't fuck this up. Cause I need to go buy a new one. This is why I was looking this up, but I went to the Norelco site, saw that they were 60 bucks on the site. Because I went to Amazon, they were 170. That's a hundred ten dollar profit. That's great margin. That's arbitrage. That's what all these Amazon uh, dropshipper guys do. That when you go and you buy something on Alibaba, do you know what Alibaba is? Alibaba is is a um, it's like an eBay uh, for Chinese manufacturers. So you want to buy some one of those things, you know, made in China, and then you raise the price and sell it to to people in the United States, that's arbitrage. Okay. Any entrepreneur, you're trying to figure out arbitrage opportunities and still have that winner's exchange. So even though you've done arbitrage, you find people that are still happy to exchange with you and it be a win-win. Does that make sense? This is why value is subjective. This is why the entrepreneur makes that money because the person who ends up happy having bought a product in the winner's exchange, they're happy because they didn't have to do all the flipping work that you did to go find it, source it, all that kind of stuff. Because they got their own life and their own shit they want to do instead of that. They just want the shirt or the hat or the watch. 
this is what I mean. It's, it's, it's complicated and nuanced, but it is truly the most efficient way for human beings to get along peaceably. Business. Not big corporate assholes that use the police and use the government. That is fascism. In fact, the term used to mean the collusion between big business and big government. And then when our government became fascist, they were sure to make sure that the definition changed on fascism and start dependent on, on, on right-wing uh, weirdos, okay? Um, they're just weirdos. They're just right-wing. They're not fascist. Fascism is, you, you want to know the greatest euphemism? Public-private partnership. Oh, Google it. Private, public-private partnership. Fascism, dude. It's just, it's collusion between big government and big business. This is the Nancy Pelosi who uh, passes certain laws to benefit her stock portfolio. All these things that this mass corruption that we know is going on, right? Um, these people that, that mandate certain products to boost bottom lines because they're the number one lobbyist in um, Washington, D.C. Am I talking about pharma? Am I talking about um, the military industrial? Con I don't know who I'm talking about. They all do it. <laughs> it's all corrupt. So, you know, those are unethical systems, but the winner's exchange where it's consensual, everybody wins. It's a great system. And entrepreneurs are taking risk. They're, they're uh, solving problems uh, and, and they're doing a lot of work that other people don't want to do. And so that is why the premium, what I call a premium is built in on that arbitrage. It's not unfair. They're doing a lot of stuff, man. I'm telling you, you're taking a lot of risk. There's plenty, like I did yet, I showed you yesterday on the podcast, there's plenty of failure in entrepreneurship. You know, for every successful venture I've had, I've had at least one failure. Took the risk, wasted the money, spent the time. You know, the thing that you have to understand is the most valuable commodity is time. That's why interest exists, right? is it's a time-based uh, concept. There's a term, <laughs> like a set of terms, right? Based on time and, and, and you're renting money over time. And there's a cost to that because time, they're not making any more of it, at least not outside of science fiction, okay? Or outside of ancient aliens or some shit. There's no more time. This is what we get. So, the most important thing that you are going to do is, is figure out how to serve and help people. In business, there are two ways. One, providing a fantastic value as either a product or a service. Okay, That's going to help them like with their health, with their wealth, um, those kind of situations, right? Um, or, or their vanity, okay? That's on the buy side. On the, on, on the production side, you've got to help people as well because there's going to be some people that are risk averse. Not, I'm not saying entrepreneurship is for everybody. It certainly is not. There are some people that are worker bees. I'm not saying that in a derogatory sense. They're necessary. There are people that aren't creative in this way. Maybe they can rock out and they can make a cool song or they can um, write a great novel or they can do things creatively that I can't do, okay? That's awesome. I need their help, <laughs> okay? And you're going to need their help. 
If you have a mission and a vision as an entrepreneur and you want to make an impact, you're going to need other people. Okay. So I, that's really what I wanted to talk about today. I just wanted to talk about, I, you know, I had the four pillars, you know, that, that I talked about, uh, in the last three days, uh, for greatness, right? This was coming out of my keynote speech, uh, that I'm working on wrestling with greatness, talking about, uh, scientific wrestling as a wrestling business and some of the principles and things I've learned, not only as a grappler, but also in the business, the wrestling business, um, is one, the most important thing is getting real and dealing with facts, like whether you like it or not, like what's reality, like dealing with gravity, dealing with, Things that actually exist, okay? Um, two is getting obsessed. Yeah, a healthy obsession to where you're single-minded. Maybe a better word that has less baggage is single-minded focus. You have to develop it or find a, something that you can express a single-minded focus on, okay? So you got to get real deal of facts. Develop your single-minded focus. Three, you got to take calculated risks, right? Meaning willing to be willing to fail, uh, but do your best not to. And third is it's going to take a, or fourth, it's going to take a tremendous amount of effort. Okay. The fifth unwritten one, and maybe I'll add a fifth pillar to this talk now that I'm thinking about it, is people. Just like Soylent Green, it's people. Money is really actually people. I mean, yeah, like you can manipulate it through inflation and all that, but the value, the exchange, it's people exchanging money. That's why you get money is you figure out the right qualified person to sell something to. And it's different for everybody. That's why there are uh, Priuses and there are Teslas and Rolls Royce. 